One of the biggest challenges and frustrations in running a recruitment business is how do I make sure I bring on the right talent? The talent that's actually gonna give me the results I'm looking for, uh, give me the consistent performance I'm looking for. And I'm delighted on this week's podcast to welcome Dominic Waters, who runs Paul Waters Associates and has the license in the UK for the SPQ sales assessment tool. It is, without a doubt, the best, best, a tool that I've come across in terms of assessing sales talent because what it does, it doesn't care about personalities, it doesn't care about intelligence, it looks about that inner drive and capability to sell over and over and again. And uh, it has helped hundreds of recruitment business leaders dodge the bullet of the poor hire and save themselves a lot of money. So we'll be talking about the science of it, we'll be talking about why it works, we'll be talking about how to use it properly. Uh, so please do join us. So, a very, a very good morning, uh, Dominic Waters. How morning, are you? Gordon. I'm very well. You? Good. Yeah, very well. For, th- for those people who don't know you, uh, you run a business called Paul Waters Associates, in uh, named after your father, I believe. In, and yes, spot spot the uh, the family link, the nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not, it's not, not what you know, it's who you know. But, um, and you've got, you've got the UK license for um, the SBQ Gold in the UK, which um, you, you and previously your dad before, you've had it for about 30 years, haven't you? We have, yeah. Well, 1992. So, yeah, coming up 30 years, yes. Fantastic. And when you were, um, so how long have you been in the world of recruitment? We have been working in the world of recruitment since 2005. And... We have, well, at the time, we were very surprised, like a lot of people going into recruitment, just how salesy the job was. We've been working with lots of other types of, of salespeople in different industries, telecoms, IT, a lot of work we did uh, and still doing financial services. And we sort of fell into looking at, at a recruitment company's business through a referral. And yeah. Yeah, we were... Uh, shocked at just how, first of all, salesy the role is, how proactive you have to be, and secondly, how misunderstood it is by a lot of people going into recruitment. So, yes, it was the perfect spot for us, and we've we've been there ever since. Yeah, and your and your 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 tool, which is basically a sales assessment tool, and we'll get into that in a little bit more detail. The science behind it. It's it's um, you are you're still using that beyond recruitment, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, we work in all different types of sectors. So we have people selling offshore oil rig equipment. Uh, and that's the, the, the strangest one we do. Um, but yes, as I mentioned, financial services, life assurance, that, that side of the business too. Uh, merchant banking, private banking, uh, you know, lease, exhibition sales, all sorts of different industries. But uh, we work in your, in your sector. We work with about 130 recruitment businesses and I would definitely say that's our our home now for, for the reasons I mentioned earlier just that it's uh it's so vital to to be able to pick up these areas in, in recruitment consultants yeah brilliant and what, what, what's your relationship with the world of recruitment like How I'd like and the industry I'd like to think it's uh it, it's very good I mean I, I I really enjoy working uh with recruitment businesses because um there's a marked difference actually there really is in the in the pace the level of entrepreneurialism 
if that's a word, um, because you know you guys, I, I, I've really noticed decisions are quick, opportunities are, are generally taken up very quickly. There's always um, you know a, a, a sort of outward looking mentality, hence why lots of people are part of, of your network. Um, and it's actually, you know, as a supplier, and I'd like to think a partner, it's, uh, it, it makes life much easier and much more enjoyable for us because, you know, our input is really valued and people tend to act upon it as well. And, and, um, and you're, a, you're a racing driver, aren't you? So you, you love the, uh, the fast pace of recruitment. I, yeah, I, I'd say the pace of recruitment is faster than my ability around a, uh, around a circuit, Gordon. That's very kind of you. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a failed racing driver, um, but enjoy it nonetheless. But yes, I guess speed appeals to me in all aspects. Yes. What's your, just, just, just before we move on to the SBQ, what's your, what's your motor of choice when you're racing? Well, I actually, I, I, I've, I've raced all sorts of things to the, the, you know, the proper little racing carts, but I'm way too heavy for those now. So, so actually, I, I semi-race in a little track day car at the moment. Um, it's a, it's a thing called a VX220, which only car bores like me would, would know. But basically, it's a Lotus, little Lotus Elise that's uh, set up for a track, and so I drive slowly around tracks these days. Yes. Good, right. Well, let, let's get into let's get into the tool because um, I uh, years and years ago I went across to America and I went to study some world class businesses from every single sector. And I came one of the one of the key things I learned that really blew me away was how much more time, effort, and energy the best businesses in the world spend when they're bringing talent into their business because they do not want to make a mistake. We all know how how uh, costly it can be and how painful it can be to our culture, etc., uh, etc. And uh, I've, I've, I've been an avid user of, um, of assessments back since my corporate days, where I used to insist on them, just because it would help me have that extra little bit of confidence about the people I'm bringing into, into the business. Um, so just sum, sum up, and there's all sorts of types of assessment tools out there, just sum up SPQ, which by the way, um, is get got so much traction within the TRM world now, at now, and our members are absolutely loving what it's doing. But just sum it up as an assessment. There's lots of different types. Just clarify what it does. Sure. Yes, and and as you all know, there are a lot of uh, psychometric assessments that tend to focus on personality, uh, either sort of specific areas or, or general personality traits, and that obviously can be very useful when you're trying to to gauge how someone will will work in a team and fit into the culture of your company. We don't measure any of that with SPQ. Um, we don't measure capability. We don't measure intelligence. We don't measure knowledge. It's a very narrow band assessment, but it measures a vital area that's, that's often very difficult to pick up in people when they're on best behavior at interview. And that is regardless of their, their capability, their on paper potential, when it actually comes to doing the, the vital sales aspect of the job, the proactive, day in, day out business development, the initiating contact, the maintaining contact con contact as well. Um, are they actually going to crack on and do it? And we broadly measure three main areas, although there are lots of scales in the report. But what we measure is the, the drive and resilience that they're going to bring specifically towards uh, business development, the level of clarity and focus. In other words, is their heart going to be in it? Are they actually going to not be too distracted, they're going to be able to stick to their goals. 
And, and thirdly, are they going to be comfortable when it comes to doing it? Are they going to shy away from being assertive enough? Uh, I've, I've been listening to, to your previous podcasts um, around subservience. That's a big thing we measure, whether people lack assertiveness, full fear of, of being too pushy and they go too far the other way, fear of the phone, fear of asking for referrals, yeah. fear of dealing with senior level people. We measure all sorts of different areas. Yeah. And those are obviously at the heart of sales success, and which is why members are members who are using it. They refuse to take on new hires without looking at it now. But uh, is that so? Is that in your experience? Because you spend a lot of time this way. Is that is that the only assessment? Are you are you, are you uh, in your experience? Should we be doing other assessments as well? Or fundamentally, do you find that that is the the nugget? Because that's that's the internal driver, which ultimately gives you the resilience and the uh, um, and the confidence as a business leader that th these people have got it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a vital element, but it's not the be all and the end all. Um, we, you know, I'd certainly in our experience, I, you know, I totally agree with 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 your view on it, Gordon. That um, you you can't really know too much about someone before you recruit them because mm. it's uh, it, it it really is a false economy to to hire quickly uh, and then you know have to deal with the outcome of people who don't perform. So uh, my advice, certainly in terms of where to use SPFU, and this in a sense answers your question, is only towards the, the final stage of your recruitment process. In other words, when you've already established whatever uh, you use to measure that, somebody's capability and how they would fit in your organization. We're the sort of final piece in the, in the puzzle, really. It's okay, they look great on paper, how much of that are you actually ever going to see hit the ground uh, once they join the business? And uh, I'm sure uh, a lot of uh, recruitment business leaders listening to, to this uh, have had the, the, uh, the well, I'll use a polite word, the not very good identical twin syndrome where, you know, you see someone at recruitment, at recruitment stage, hiring stage, they, they promise you the world, look very impressive, and then a, a different person who looks the same um, t turns up for work and they end up uh, being a much weaker performer, if at all, uh, compared to what you're expecting. So I, I would always, whatever you're comfortable with, I, I think emotional intelligence is really personally an important area to measure. Uh, not that we measure that with SPQ, but that's mm. something I would always look, uh, however I measured that to pick up in someone if I was hiring in, in, uh, in, into a recruitment business. Yeah, no, brilliant. And what's, what's the science behind it? Because um, the world is full of assessments. I know yours have been around 30 years, so it's been validated in terms of the number of assessments you've done. But what is the, what is the science behind Is it based on a science? Because there are people producing assessments these days that have got zero science behind. They just look really sexy. Um, well, you know, it used to be the back of a fag packet. So it's what, what the back of a vape box now or whatever. Um, some of these are designed... Um, but having said that, of course, there are some very good ones uh, around. The reason that we have been 100% committed, you know, I joined the business, uh, the family business back in 97 and have been running it since 2003. And the, the reason why we have always been committed and still are to, to solely representing uh, the, the, the company behind SPQ is because they are a proper research company. They're called Behavioural Sciences Research Press. They've been around since the late 70s. And actually, the, the research behind this, as is often the case, 
uh, with things that work started by accident um, in the sense that they were just looking at shyness in the 70s. It was a cross-population study, nothing to do with sales, about how people can back away in terms of social interaction. And they then were sponsored to look into it specifically for a sales organisation. And it became very evident that uh, these behaviours, when people are in sales roles, can hold people back from being proactive. So uh, just very quickly to explain, that's why we do a lot of work with, with grads coming into recruitment, because whilst a lot of them might never have sold a sausage before, they've been alive 20 odd years. So that the discomforts that are going to kick in uh, specifically for them when uh, they begin selling and perhaps they start to think, oh my God, I'm not really not enjoying this, I want to get out, um, have been bubbling away through their, you know, formed through life experiences. These are all learned behaviours. Um, so yeah, over 2,000 studies carried out, studies carry on, the, the, uh, the SPQ, the questionnaire, the science behind it is, is constantly being evolved. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an interesting area, but they, these guys are proper white coast scientists. I don't understand half of what they're saying, but the half I do is, is very good. And, and give, me, give me sort of a, an example, because obviously there's a cost that comes with that and it's, you know, it's, it's, not, not, uh, it's not significant, but there is a cost. In terms yeah. of over the years, you know, recruitment clients that you've worked with, give me, give me an example of, 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 of a business where you can say to me, I know, I know use of FPQ has made a tangible difference. I've had, lo I've had lots, of, lots of members tell me, I've, you know, I dodged, I dodged the bullet because actually it just revealed some stuff that I might not have seen otherwise. But have you, have you got any, have you got a, a bit of a case study, a story to tell me about? Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. In, in most cases, um, because we're working with, with smaller businesses where you can't really do a statistically significant sort of measurement, it tends yeah. to total. And, and, you know, in terms of what we're doing, if you think about it, it's pretty uh, clear that, you know, if you, if you hire someone to have a really good profile and then they perform, people can see a correlation pretty quickly. And often when people, we, we often sort of get people really committed to us because they've ignored the results initially and hired someone because you know they were excited about them yeah thing we see and then that person absolutely bombs and they go oh i wish we'd paid attention because it you know it's exactly what the spq said um but yes in terms of case studies in your industry um we we did one with a, a, a one of the big recruiters who i've not named because it, it was confidential um but they they had a division um their accountancy division that had about 330 consultants in it at the time. Um, their attrition rate was not what they wanted. They, it, it was running at the same sort of rate as the rest of the group, but they weren't happy with any of the, uh, the, the divisions. We were asked to, to uh, incorporate SPQ into their, their hiring process at final stage. So people would sit the test just before final interview. So these areas could be explored further that were raised at the SPQ. Uh, raised by the SPQ, which is exactly where I would recommend. Um, and yeah, six months later, and the, the pilot carried on actually over three, four years, uh, the measurement, and it was sustained, but we, we halved uh, the attrition rate or doubled the retention rate, whichever way you want to you to, yeah. to do it. And, and on that point, you know, this is not, it's not a crystal ball. Otherwise they would have had a 0% attrition rate, you know, it, it can't pick up everything, but one of the key indicators that, that dictates whether somebody's going to be successful in a recruitment job, how much appetite they've got for, for business development. 
And so if you can measure that, you are really going to cut your odds. Yeah. Voting somebody who's going to cost you a lot of money rather than make you a lot of money. And does does the um you can also use it presumably with um with underperforming salespeople. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're at a point where, you know, uh, we see it all the time, somebody's, you know, a, a business, you don't want to lose people, you want to support them, uh, you know, you've given them training, you've shown them time and time again, you really try and support them. What this will do is is dig a bit deeper and say, okay, what is it that, that, that that's actually holding them back? Is it a lack of motivation or is it a specific fear in an area that, that needs to be addressed? So, yeah, very much so. Interestingly, Gordon, uh, we also do a lot of work with top performers as well, um, because first of all, it, it often gives a company comfort in order to, to see how the test correlates with their top performers. And it provides a bit of an internal benchmark, which is interesting, but not necessary. Um, but also with with top performers, um, you know, even they're not perfect. And if you can move them up a gear, um, you know, from whatever high gear they're already in, a 5% increase in them, if you can, you know, get get that out of them, um, it's worthwhile. Does it allow you to, if, if I've got 10 top, if I've got uh, 50 consultants in my firm and I've got um, 10 of them that I'm going to call the, my, uh, I was about to say top quartile, but it doesn't quite add, add up, but you know what I mean. Yeah. If I've got 10 that are real, uh, are my stars, does it, does it, did it allow me to benchmark in terms of the profile? It does. I mean, it, it, you should see a pretty strong correlation, of course, because these people, unless they've been very lucky and, you know, business has been landing on their door, have had to, to go out and be proactive. Um, but in terms of, of the SBQ, it, it's got its own benchmarks built in, really. Yeah. In the sense that if you're using it to hire someone, you don't need to compare it to anyone in your business. You know, if somebody has, for example, we measure fear of the phone on a scale of naught to 100, the telephobia scale. Yeah. Uh, you know, if somebody's high red on the telephobia scale, um, they're high red on the telephobia scale. And if they're zero, it means they yeah. discomfort. You don't really need to compare that to anyone in the business. Yeah. And actually, thinking about some of the questions our members are asking themselves currently, one of them is obviously about the working arrangements, flexible working, uh, which we know is going to evolve. And, uh, you know, the question mark people have got is, do I get the same level of productivity at home? I know from my personal experience, when I set out 15 years ago leave and left corporate life, that I worked out within two weeks. So I just wasn't, wasn't born to work on my own. So I needed, I needed to work with somebody from a, from a shared accountability point of view. Um, presumably, if somebody scores, and tell me whether I'm wrong, if somebody scores a high SPQ or does, uh, does well on the, on the test, does that suggest that they'd be better suited for working from home? In general terms, yes. I mean, bear in mind, we measure across 21 different scales. Um, but having said that, what we always do with every report that we provide is, um, is accompany that with a personalised interpretation. So we pick out the areas of importance. So you're right. I mean, working from home, I, I have a number of clients in your industry who are embracing it. I have a number of clients who are running away from it and uh, treating it like the devil. Um, but I think uh, whatever your approach is, it, it's here to stay, I, in my opinion. Um, you know, whether that's potentially not obviously on a full time basis going forward, although that might be the case for a few, but certainly on a part time basis, 
I can see people working from home two or three days a week in a lot of organisations. And yes, there are specific scores on the SBQ. So just like in any uh, report that we do for someone, we are always taking the role into account. So if it's a working from home uh, role, there are certain scores on the SBQ, as you say, that, that will, really deter, will, will really sort of give you a much better idea of whether they can cope with effectively running their own own business from home and the resilience and the focus that they can bring to that. Yeah, no, brilliant. Really useful tool. Well, listen, as you know, I'm a, um, I'm a fan and uh, more Thank importantly, you. the members that now we've, um, who, who are using it are wouldn't hire without it. I think it's a really powerful tool. And, and, and as with a lot of these assessments, I think I've done most of them over the years. Um, you know when you get one that works. So it's an absolutely brilliant tool. Um, we're going to finish off with a few quick fire questions, uh, Dom. So um, I've got four or five questions for you and, uh, and then I'll let you get on with your day. So firstly, a recruitment business owner who inspires you and why? Well, he, he's actually one of your parish, Gordon. He's a, he's a TRN, uh, I think one of the original members. I, I've, uh, I came across him um, uh, a few years back. And that's uh, Dal, Davinda Shoka. Ah, Shoka, yeah. Our friend, yeah. I, uh, the positivity of that guy is just uh, through the roof. I, I, I so enjoy working with him. And uh, I just find him incredibly open, uh, approachable, but at the same time, very professional, very forward-looking. Um, yeah. I think I might have a bit of a bromance going on, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's funny. And he's funny. Hilarious. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Good. There's your business leader. What about the uh, recruitment business? Well, despite the fact that I struggle to pronounce it, it would be my only criticism of, of the company. Vic VQ, who I who I think you know, run by Matt Collingwood. Yeah. Matt Collingwood. V I Q U. Um, I just yeah. I just really, uh, I really admire the way they go about their business. I think everything is so slick, the, the, their social media, the way they handle clients, uh, their approach. Uh, I've spent a bit of time with them at their offices. Um, but, you know, not only are they slick, but they're also a very warm, approachable business. And, uh, yeah, just go onto their website, look, look at their Meet the Team page, and that yeah. would be a really sort of good feel for, uh, you know, what they're about. Okay. Uh, one, um, one, one thought leader. Well, yes, uh, Darren Brown, the, the the man who convinces people to rob banks and things like that. But there's a there's another side to him. I mean, I, I've been. I'm not not. I wouldn't like to think I'm a fanboy, but I've been to a couple of his shows, which uh, were, were incredibly impressive. Yeah. But branched out a couple of years ago, uh, looking at at mental health and happiness. Uh, and what are the drivers behind being happy? And uh, I actually went to to one of his his shows on on that a couple of years ago. Completely different to what he usually does. Fascinating. I mean, the guys are incredibly intelligent, but he he sort of breaks it down to into very uh, digestible, if you like, very easy to to get your head around areas because people can often uh, get it yeah. complicated on that subject. So yeah, he's got a book called Happy. Uh, okay. The, the title let me look at, remind myself of the title it's something like uh everything is is more or less absolutely fine or something it's just a great okay. subline yeah all right. right brilliant good darren, darren uh, brown uh one person i should get on this podcast darren brown 
Can you get him for me? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah, he's he's um, he's on my short dial. Yeah. <laughs> um, one book everybody, one book everybody should be reading, Don. Well, um, on message, it's actually uh, it's certainly people in uh, running recruitment businesses and working in recruitment businesses. I would recommend this book, available on Amazon, Relentless by Dudley and uh, Bryant. These are the uh, people at Behavioural Sciences Research Press, and it's it's a, a, a summary. There's a much uh, more detailed book, but this one is uh, easier to get into. Very dryly written for Americans, actually, um, that, that focuses on what uh, drives people in sales roles. Yeah, okay, brilliant. The movie we've all got to watch. Well, I, I could say something very um, cerebral, couldn't I? But, but actually, it's Die Hard. How, how can you not enjoy Die Hard? Great, Die Hard. Perfect villain, best villain of all time, probably. So, yes, if you haven't seen it, which I'm sure you have about 12 times, <laughs> always great at Christmas. So, so another seven months. To and final, final question the uh, one, one lesson that you've learned from, from your career that you'd share with somebody starting out. You know, pro probably above everything all uh, above everything else, Gordon. In my, in my experience, resilience. Mm. Um, everything else comes behind that. And if you can show resilience and, and belief, which ties in with it, yeah, um, most things you try to do, you will get there. Brilliant, brilliant, Dom. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Uh, anybody can reach out to you directly. Uh, what's the what, what's the best best way to contact you? Email. Uh, e email um, Dom at PWA UK. Uh, obviously, I'm on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Waters, as in the wet stuff, as opposed to Walters. Uh, you'll find me, or, or just put in SPQ Gold. Uh, you should find me. Um, but thank you, thank you for having me on, Gordon. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. Have a great week, and thanks for joining us, Dom. Cheers, Gordon. You too. Bye.